Welcome to This Is Only a Test, episode 18, recorded June 8th, 2010. Smith. With me today is my dear friend Norman Chan. Oh, hi. I didn't see you there. Oh, I see what you did there. You're, you're, oh, really? you're riffing on our uh, intro to the new office video. What? We're in a new office? Yeah, it turns out uh, since the last time you saw us, we've moved. Uh, we're, we found a better place. We're happier. We're in a new home across the bay from Sausalito, where we previously were, in a new basement. Uh, what do you think of the new office so far, Norm? It's big. It seems very spacious and roomy. Yes, it seems I, like I enjoy it much. There's a lot of dead space. Um, there are a lot of secret rooms that we haven't really opened. There are many secret rooms. There are doors that lead to nowhere, and well, they hallways that hallways that we really haven't explored yet. There could there could be someone living here right now. There are multiple conference rooms that I haven't seen yet. You know, I'm going to use some of these hide hideaway secret rooms when the riots start in downtown San Francisco. I mean, that's that's where I'm at right now. I don't want to be here in an earthquake. No, this seems like a very bad place to be in an earthquake. Like the with the vaulted brick ceilings, the brick exposed walls, the fact that we're in a basement in a 230-year-old building. And the fact like that, that we get no, absolutely no cell phone reception. Yes. Well, I think when the rubble collapses on top of us, I bet our reception will get better. Oh. That's my thought. Problem solved. Um, we did set up a, a micro cell down here, so uh, that was well largely useless, to be perfectly honest. But uh, uh, why don't you talk about the experience of setting up the microcell? Well, so so uh, one of the things that I didn't know, I mean, I guess I kind of had known, but I, I wasn't hadn't really thought about, it, is that you have to have line of sight to the sky uh, for the GPS in the microcell, which I think I guess it's there for nine one one calls, right? Uh, you, so you have to have li- line of sight, and of course we're in a basement. We have one window in the whole office, and that window is uh, you know up on the first floor. It's up the stairs at the entrance. So basically, we set up the microcell on the basement, uh, you know. Near as near as the windows we could get, equidistant from the window and an Ethernet port, plugged it in, and it took what like five hours or something like that to sync. Uh, yeah, uh, that's probably AT and T's fault. I, I like to blame AT and T. I, I mean, I think it's probably the fact that we're in a basement, but but know, I get five bars now, yeah. five bars of the AT and T M cell network. That is five bars. Five bars is good. The only thing is. Only four people can call at once. And it goes over our data connection. Yeah. And, and, and uses our minutes. Yes. If, or our data if plan, I guess. It right? uses our data plan. It doesn't use our minutes, though. Okay. I don't think. I can't remember. It uses data plan of the, the network in-house, not the data plan of the phones. No, it uses the data plan of the phones if you use data over that. That's why oh. you want to make sure you're connected to Wi-Fi. Especially, well, you have an unlimited data plan still, yes. right? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so what else is going on, Norm? What, what's the big tech news? Uh, Kin was canceled. Oh, yeah. Uh, I heard that they sold 500 of those. I heard they sold 8,100 or 8,110. Hmm. So what's the real number? Do we know? The real number is probably somewhere in between. Um, the 8,000 number comes, well, the 503 number comes from John Gruber of Daring Fireball. He says one of his sources told him just 500 phones that seems, have been sold. That seems crazy That low seems to me. really low, although I, I don't not believe it because, one, there was no marketing really for Kin. The only marketing was when they had a day of an announcement, and that was only the gadget 
you know, the, the blogs, right? True. The tech blogs that covered it. And but I mean, if they only the, sold five hundred, that means they probably sent more to press than they I'm actually sure they sold. Sent, you know, a hundred, at least a hundred to press. Um, and the Facebook number or the eight thousand number comes from Facebook because within the kin group, oh, you can, you can only you can only get into the kin group mm. if you use if you log in with the Facebook app on kin hmm. and they have 800 members or 8,000 members. And so hmm. well, but that be could be a lot there. of internal Microsoft people too. Cause could I mean, be. I think that they handed them out at the store. I think it's pretty fair free. to say that they sold less than fewer than 10,000. Well, compare that to the iPhone four sales, which is what, like 3 million units or something so far. It's, it is substantial. Yeah. So, uh, so Ken, you know, I think it got a bad rap. I, I mean, I think you agree with me that the, that the, the big problem with the Kin was that they were charging a smartphone charging, data plan price. Yes. $30 a month for a future phone just for data is is not worth it. It's too much. I mean, it should have been priced more like the hip top or something like that. Something. And you know, it, w- it wasn't even that great. of a, It wasn't that fast of a phone. Well, it definitely wasn't fast. But I mean, if you just wanted to share photos and stuff like that on Twitter, it was okay. Not great. Which I guess is the, you know, the, the unfortunate thing is I, I think that I really like the form factor of the Kin 1, the little puck shape thing. I think that that's a nice size phone if you don't want to have the you know the full four inch screen or or larger as the case may be. I mean, I feel like that's a that's a nice compromise on on phone size, and uh, I, I hope that this the death of the Kin doesn't kill innovation in phone form factors. So, so what's going to happen to the Kin team? I think they're getting rolled into the Windows Phone Seven team, right? Yes. Yeah. And um, one of the I think was it Fast Company or, kill, or one or the other. I mean, well, it's Microsoft, so you never know. They could be buried in a pit behind Building 39. From, from many reports online uh, from people who may or may not actually work at Microsoft, uh, it seems that development of the kin was, uh, was doomed from the start, or doomed at least very early on uh, when management changed, and they really just had to do it because they invested you know, billions into it. Um, they really invested billions in kin? I'd say at least from beginning to end, including marketing, I, I'd say it's got to be several hundred million dollars. It, it is a spectacular failure. Well, I mean, hopefully the, the, the thing that'll come out of it is that they'll roll some of the lessons they learned into Windows Phone 7. And I mean, the, my gripe about the Kin was really that the interface was super cluttered and janky and kind of... Like if that, if that interface had been... If the hardware had been fast enough to make that interface really work, I think it could have been really exciting and, and, and good. But I mean, my experience with the one I used, and I had the slower one, is, is that it was... Um, well, slow and janky rather than being kind of smooth and, and fun. So, But here, here's like one question. If the kin had failed earlier, mm-hmm. would... How could it fail earlier? It's well, been out for if, a if they had canned kin... Before it launched? Before like, they decided not to launch it, would Connect still be named Connect? Or did Microsoft mm. plan on a, a larger kin, Connect, kin, other things strategy? You think kin was the mother brand for a series of... New it makes portable. sense. Hmm. I, I, that's I mean, that's why it's, that's why Connect. It's a weird name, but if Kin had been a huge success, then people wouldn't have thought it would. Well, your Kin is the natural portal into Connect. You can just wave it around, put a Q code up on a QR code up there, and I don't know, I don't know. Well, anyway, uh, Kin, we uh, support. We we, we uh, yeah. I, I'm actually I don't really. You can no longer expect a Kin review from us. Yeah, we're not going to bother. Um, I I kind of. Felt like it wasn't really worth doing anyway, but but now there's really no reason to review the Ken.
on to the other topics. What else is going on? So Android 2.2. Oh, Froyo. Froyo. You know, I love Froyo. Well, you love real Froyo. I like Do to you make love Android Froyo. Froyo? I, I, you know, I don't know. I'm too. You, you haven't really used it? I haven't used it enough. Okay, well, it, it's out for Nexus One owners. Okay. You can force the OTA That's exciting. And it's not, I mean, it's one of those things where you can't say, I noticed don't the, update it. The menu at the bottom is different. The menu at the bottom That's is pretty indeed cool. Different. There's a lot of under the hood changes. New GIT Seemed compiler. a little faster. Um, there are new things for developers. You know, Flash is on it. Um, I think Flash is still beta, beta 3 on Android. Um, but it is, I think from all counts, a, a substantial iterative improvement well, in, in, in Android. And the point is that at this point, Android doesn't need to be revolutionized. No, I, I mean, I think Android 2 is a pretty mature platform. I think the next, the next big revolution in Android is Gingerbread, which it seems like is going to be Android 3. And that's going to be a long time. And that's, I would expect that to be nine months or a year at least. Uh, and, and I mean, the focus, so the focus on Froyo has been speed improvements. The focus on uh, Gingerbread will be overall UI experience, customer experience and polish. And for the whole next generation of phones, because... 1.6 to 2.2, really, you can count that as this generation of phones. I don't think you can count 1.6. I think this generation I've, of phones starts with the Droid. And Droid, Droid was 2.0. Okay, yeah. two, between 2.0, two I'd say even 1.6, because like, the Dell Streak Hero? launched on 1.6. I think that's why the Dell Streak sucks. Well, I, I think toward the end of 1.6 and the beginning of 2.2, you can encapsulate that in... Is you can watch the trend of those Android phones and the, and the technologies like one gigahertz Snapdragon or one gigahertz, you know, um, the the Samsung processor, OLED uh, screens moving to four inches, everything, all those features, all the hardware features, are, are in this generation of phones. And then moving on, we're going to see different kinds of innovations. Can we talk about the four the, the bigger screens? Do you think the bigger screens is a we, we talk about bigger screens and uh, the Conclusion I came up with is that the bigger screen makes sense if you're going to be using the phone uh, more, way more than just the phone. If you're using it in your car as a replacement dashboard, because there are docks now for these phones, That's true. and the dock for the Streak makes it, it's a TomTom, with, it's a full-featured TomTom, and that's one of the things Android does much better than the, the iPhone, the, nav- the built-in navigation app. Definitely uh, true. There are dashboards, uh, launchers, replacements for, on Android that are car-friendly. So you know you get you get the the grid of icons, the really big buttons. You, if you want to just go home, or if you want to, you know, call someone, so you don't have to navigate. You know, yeah, the, the car nav. The car yeah, the nav. car home yep. has been there for a while since two. Actually, but there there are bigger. You know, there are apps that make use of that, and and the big screen helps there. I, I just uh, yeah. the voice it, voice control is better on Android, so um, you can send entire text messages just by talking. It's not, but but. Have you actually used that before? I know people who have. No, I know people who have too, and I always get I, 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 ha- that, I can't use that it. make it, no sense. Because I type out my phones while driving with my oh, thumb. Good God. You're, you're a menace. Public menace, Norman Jan. Uh, okay, so what else is new in Froyo? What's the, what's the, the last couple of things? It's, uh, um, we've talked about JIT. We've talked about the home screen. There's over there. Uh, there's app, the app management's a little changed. Oh, right. Um, they fixed the, the, the market problem where you have to manually upgrade each app. Update you can, each you app. can update all. Um, you can store apps uh, on the, the micro SD card, external right. storage. Um, there's still going to be a little bit of um, 
of the app on the core phone. And, you know, a lot of under, under the hood changes. We have the full, or, or at least uh, our Android experts uh, review of all the big changes on the site right now. So you can you can read about you that can there. Check that but again, it's one of those things you can't really say, I don't want 2.2. And I mean, you're going to want 2.2. These, these aren't bad changes. No, it's it's not it's not a it's not a downgrade. Where does this leave people who are rocking, you know, like HTC Heroes and and Droid Incredible? I think all the phones that aren't getting this update right. I mean, HTC has come out and said that anything that has Sense UI won't see an update to two point two until December, right? I don't think it's that late, but definitely much later this year. Um, I it, I think it's definitely one of those cases where if people call for, it, I mean, and this is the thing. This is where Android 2.2 can, I mean, where people who are Android fans can really affect change. If they complain a lot, I think HTC will put more resources into porting a sense to 2.2 and getting it out quicker. Well, there you go. Okay, what else has happened in the world? The world of tomorrow. There's a rumor that came out today uh, that the next iPod Touch refresh will get FaceTime no, on, and that's, five megapixel camera. Uh, this is non-news because I think everyone expects <laughs> <Yeah>. it. <laughs> I mean, like, it's like saying that, that Apple will come out with a new product this year. Hey, guess what, Norm? I heard a rumor that the next iPod Touch will have iOS 4 on it. Well, iPod Touch already has iOS 4. Oh, my God. What an amazing. It's already come true. So this is, but this is the first, I guess, official statement by any retailer. Um, any because retailers like to get ahead of themselves. So uh, a UK retailer, um, I've never actually heard of them. They're John Lewis. I guess they're like Macy's or a Target in the UK. If if you're in the UK and you're a listener, let us know what what John Lewis is. You know if they're reputable. But uh, they claim that uh, iPhone or the iPod Touch, which we all know will come out in September because that's when Apple has their annual iPod event um, in Cupertino. Yes, that. The next iPod Touch will have not only the FaceTime, but 5-megapixel rear camera. Last year's iPod Touch got no camera, and everyone expected there to be camera. Uh, the FaceTime news is kind of interesting because that makes the iPod Touch that much more like the iPhone. I think You can the, get the, phone calls now over Wi-Fi. You don't need AT&T. I wonder, I wonder how many iPod Touch users actually keep up the contacts on their, uh, on their iPod Touches, though. Can you, I don't think you can. I guess yeah, you it, can sync. It has a contacts app. I guess there's a contacts app, but you would have to. It's only for. It, it's well, you could you sync really, or you could connect yeah. to Gmail or Exchange or whatever and do it that way. But yeah, more people do it now. And yeah, uh, here's here's a couple things I'm more interested in that was not um, touched on by this uh, this announcement. Uh, one, what the size will be of the new iPod Touch because you can't really have that steel band around the iPod Touch and have it that thin iPod Touches right now are incredibly, incredibly thin. You can have That's, a smaller band. It wouldn't, you wouldn't get the same kind of support, and it would kind of look crappy. So uh, my bet is that the iPod Touch will have more of the iPad-style backing, the aluminum backing. Interesting. Uh, not shiny. Right now, the back is really shiny, and it scratches up really easily. Yes. I think it will have... And plus, it can have the aluminum backing because there's no... There's no antennas. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or All not, you have is Bluetooth and, and Wi-Fi. Hmm. And is there even GPS? I don't think there is there's even GPS. No, it uses Touch. Wi-Fi for GPS. Uh, the other rumor is that there will be a gyroscope, um, which makes sense because they want parity yeah, across for, for yeah, the games. For games. Um, A4 expected. Again, if it's A4, which is a relatively small chip, uh, um, iPod Touch could be bigger than last generation because the battery might need to be bigger if they want to have all these features. I think, and the, I, think, the I think we should expect that the iPod Touch is going to be bigger than last generation. 
I wonder what the ratio, like how many iPod touches are sold compared to iPhones. I know they move a lot of iPad touches. I, I think tons. Well, but, loads. But I mean, that's mostly because of those back metric to school deals load. and all that no, no, stuff. Metric okay. ass loads. Because what's the ratio of metric to imperial ass loads? Uh, two point like two five. Okay. Yeah. Um, it's because people don't want to be people who are perfectly happy with Android phones or their feature or, phone. or their feature phone, yeah. and they just want. A, I, I know tons of people who just want iPod touches, kids especially because they're on family plans and their parents pick out the phones, the real phones for them. Gotcha. And they want iPod Touches because they can play the games on that and have that out and not have a phone. Well, and I, I mean, I even know people who've given iPod Touches to their to their kids. Exactly. Because if you have a five year old, yeah. iPod Touches. You, you, you don't exactly. You, it's it's one hundred fifty bucks, two hundred bucks, one hundred fifty on eBay, and you don't have to give them a phone. There's no data plan attached to it. It's 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 reasonable. Again, we don't think that they're going to get rid of the iPod Classics either because that's the perfect car iPod. Just have that plugged in, put in your dashboard. No, I think the iPod Classics your... will stay around as long as they yeah. can sell a million a year. They'll keep making they'll, those. They'll, yeah. And and as long as uh, hard drives, you know, increasing capacity. And, and, and decrease too... in size, yeah. I mean, I, in fact, actually, I wouldn't be surprised to see at some point in the not-too-distant future the iPod Classic switch over to SSD. Probably not this generation, but maybe next mm. generation when you can get a 250-gigabyte SSD for, you know, a reasonable price. Because the thing is... Why, those... why would you need that, though? Well, because then it's shock-resistant, too. Then it's an indestructible piece of technology. I suppose. I don't think we'll see a 128 gig iPod Touch or iPhone this year either. I think 64 is going to be the biggest that we'll see for these touch. Um, You're just looking at memory density or, or kind of ballparking what the market will pay for? I think both. Because memory density, if you're talking about doubling it, then it's exponential cost increase. And we're not, I mean, yeah, we're not that part for, of the cycle. memory yeah. is, is not at the point where it can be that cost efficient, especially when um, the estimated cost of building an iPhone 4 is 188 bucks. And yeah. if Apple wants to make a margin, that's a 32 gig iP- uh, iPhone 4, a 64 gig iPod Touch, which granted doesn't have the cellular, uh, but if it has the rendered display and the camera, then it's going to be, you know, it's going to cost Apple north of 100, 100 bucks. They want to make the margin on that. Okay. Uh, uh, speaking of FaceTime and, um, and FaceTime video calling, uh, Fring. Fring, the, those are the folks that are on Symbian, right? They did a ton of work for Symbian you know, and for Nokia Fring, phones. Fring is the, and... the app that lets you do voice Yeah, video voice chat. Call, video chat, but on Android and Symbian, I guess. Right. Um, they just got their app approved for iPhone. What, what? What? Yep. So I can call all my friends in Norway and Finland? You can call between your iPhone app and Skype. Good God. You can call between iPhone and Android. You can do it over 3G. So combine, That's crazy. combine the Fring app with, you know, with um, with the I'm iPod get Touch. Fringed right now. Well, approved, not on. I don't think it's out in the store. Oh, it's not out. Certain people have access. We don't have access just oh, yet. The tech crunch. Um, from all reports, it is <sighs> excellent, even over three G. It's not any worse than what we got with the, the MiFi and FaceTime, uh, but. Because it works with Skype, this is definitely, it's going to be, I think, an arms race between uh, Fring and FaceTime. Because Apple promised tens of millions of FaceTime devices shipped just by Apple this year. So, you know, a desktop app notwithstanding, uh, if Fring becomes the new des- no, top platform for mobile app, you know, video conferencing, yes, FaceTime could, could lose appeal. Well, Face, I mean... There's so many unknowns with FaceTime. Like, I still don't know exactly what 
FaceTime uses to mediate the calls? Uh, Are they looking at my phone number? No, no, no. But like, they they do not look at phone numbers. When you mash that FaceTime button on my iPhone, how does it know that that's me and not you? Why is there a FaceTime button on people I've never had a FaceTime call with? I guess it's for example Apple ID. It's got to be Apple ID. Well, but but how can it? I mean, it it goes through the phone. But only people with iPhone fours, which you have to plug in iTunes, have FaceTime, and I bet that once they have a desktop app, you'll have to log in with your Apple ID. I don't, maybe. I, I don't know. I mean, it just seems like there's a lot because of... Because you definitely don't need cellular. It does, it's, not phone, it's not tethered to a phone number. Maybe in some database it is, but you can be on Wi-Fi, just Wi-Fi. You can be on an airplane, in airplane mode and have Wi-Fi turned on and still run a FaceTime call. It doesn't go over oh. AT&T at all. It's Apple servers that does the pairing. So it, but it looks like if you have a phone number and you have a mobile phone number listed for somebody, it gives you a FaceTime button. If you don't, no FaceTime button. Mm. So I think it's all well, phone Well, you number. need the mobile number because it's, again, if you have an iPhone 4, you have a mobile well, number. Well, but you can FaceTime to FaceTime without using the phone number if you just press the FaceTime button on the contact page. Like, I can FaceTime you right now. What if you buy an iPhone 4 but pay the $700 and don't tie it to AT&T? So you don't have a phone number, but you still have a SIM card inside. Can you still use FaceTime? I don't you think you can FaceTime? activate it now. I don't, you you I, can still activate it. You can use that as iPod Touch. I don't think so. Why not? I, I don't think they let you. I don't know. It's mm. good to try. Like, I'm going to FaceTime you right now. I didn't dial your phone number. It just says Norman Chan FaceTime. I bet your phone's on your desk. My phone is on my desk. Hmm. Well, this is a pretty bad bit then. I'm going to press end. I, I'm, done. I'm tired of talking about Apple stuff. What else is there out there? Anything good? It's, there's no news this week, right? Should we go to the mailbag? Hold Two on. more pieces of news? Two more pieces of news? Yep. Good grief. What are the pieces of news? All right. So this week, also, Firefox 4 went into beta. Firefox 4? Firefox beta? 4, beta 1. Wow. The official beta 1. We uh, also reported last week there was a, a pre-release uh, release candidate for the beta. Yes. So it's pretty much the same thing, a little more stable. If you're on Windows, that's where you're going to be seeing the biggest The Chrome-style top it's tabs and all that stuff, tabs. right? Top uh, tabs. There's actually, I mean, there's a big Firefox, orange Firefox button in the top left-hand corner. You can actually get rid of that with a bit of a CSS hacking. Okay. Also, uh, there's a you know, send us feedback button on the top right corner because this is a beta. Um, so far, it seems to be a little faster than Firefox 4 and definitely not um, fi- faster than Chrome or even Safari. Okay. Because uh, the, the JavaScript engine just isn't optimized just yet. That's, one, that's the thing that we're going to work on next. So uh, there's a new add-ons manager, the top, um, the top tab style, um, and that's pretty much It's mostly cosmetic, a little bit background. HTML5 is now more fully integrated. Uh, WebM video is um, integrated. But if you're a Firefox fan, this is going to be Firefox in the next six months or so. This is the modernized. This, this is the, the great hope for Firefox. This, is, this, I think, is the last great hope for Firefox because it's been losing market share. Kind of the Chrome for the past you know, year so, or well, so. Since Chrome, got, got, since Chrome hit 3.5 or 4.0 or whatever well, the first good Well, since was. Google starts spending you know, all its YouTube money on, on Chrome yes. ads. Yes. Um, and it really, I mean, Chrome, I, I, I still think you can't go with just one or the other. I think Chrome is, I, I think Chrome, Chrome is fine because it run, it's still, you have separate processes for each window, each tab. I like Chrome for Google apps. I like Firefox for 
everything else. Diving into the web. Yeah. I see. It's interesting because I, I was a hardcore Firefox user. I have since made the full-time commitment. I, I use Chrome everywhere, Mac, PC. Um, I, I, you know, when Firefox 4, probably the next major release, the next pre-release beta, whatever, release candidate, I'll switch back over to Firefox, use it for a couple of weeks to see what I think. The the pre the pre beta that they're running right now feels a little bit slow to me still compared to Chrome, it, it, it feels which like is a okay because it it's a beta. Feels absolutely like a beta. Yeah. Um. So okay. Uh. What else? What else is on the docket for this week? And I think the last big piece of news, uh, YouTube. Um, YouTube. YouTube. That launched, internet video site. The YouTube. Okay. Um. Launched uh, Lean Back. I'm now, leaning back this, right now. Lean Back. Uh. It's the Lean Back YouTube experience. If you go to youtube.com forward slash Lean Back. It's basically StumbleUpon for YouTube, right? Kind of, um, but made for big screen TVs. Oh, so you plug your laptop into the TV, jam it on Lean Back, and you just get nothing but cat fantastic This is how you'll watch YouTube on Google TV. Interesting. What you do is you just go there and video. there's a video feed. There are different channels. It's It's program content for YouTube. And you can't scrub through video. You can only use the arrow keys. You can't even use your mouse. You got to use up, down, left, right, and enter. Interesting. Spacebar pauses the video, and that's it. Okay. Um, and so it's, it's forced content, basically. Forced content. Um, there, it does tie into your uh, your bookmarks. So okay. You get your personalized feed, but it really is just here is the curated you know channels for YouTube. So these are the best. Here's sports. Is this all programmatically generated or is I it... think programmatic. No, I don't think they they have a team of people picking up best stuff. Okay, so they're looking for popular stuff based yes. on using some sort of recommendation engine like Amazon. So it's or turning whatever. YouTube into a series of TV channels. I mean, that's kind of it's almost like it's the the whole world's community access cable TV channel. It is cable access. It, that's the quality of stuff there. You're going to get a lot of movie trailers, a lot of fan edits. You know, a lot of people talking to their webcams. Pictures of their dogs barking at stuff. Yep. Very good. Uh, I, I mean, I'll have to give that a try. That, I, I mean, it's, it's almost, like I said, it's, it's stumble. I, I never YouTube like, I think, YouTube, I think it's a bad idea. YouTube, you don't like the, it. the medium, I think internet video belongs on the computer screen and maybe like the iPad. Uh, I would not watch internet video on a TV. I have maybe seven How much devices. do you watch TV though? I, I watch a lot of TV. I, I watch. I have seven devices. I think that can watch YouTube on big screen TV, okay. including like the WDTV, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Xbox stuff like that. You watch YouTube. Um, you can maybe watch not, YouTube not Xbox, on Xbox, but like you know, just Apple set, TV. Set, set, you Apple, can, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Stuff like that, and any like, even Hulu or not Hulu, um, Boxy. Um, but never have I once even wanted to watch YouTube on these things. Um, even not not because the interface is poor. Uh, not because I couldn't search well. I mean, the interfaces are fine, but the content just isn't high quality enough that I would want to use my TV watching time to watch that video. Well, that's when, when I'm sitting in front of the TV, I want highly produced content. You want J.J. Abrams straight into your eyeballs. I, I, I want I want massaged retinas. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I, I can I can get behind that. I, I mean, I guess you know there was a time in my life, college, when I sat in front of the TV and just watched what whatever was on and. Usually Beavis and Butthead or Ren and Stimpy or some Simpsons, something like that. But maybe that's the current generation. Maybe people have shorter attention spans and they want their bite-sized content and they want the the stuff, the meme, you know, whatever is popular. They want the, the new true. hot parody video. Nothing but double double and rainbow. Right now there is no easy way to access that stuff on your big screen TV. But and this gives them a way to easily access that, but it is not, I don't think, a network television or you know, let alone cable television replacement. 
So if you want to try Lean Back, what's the URL again, Norm? YouTube.com forward slash Lean Back. That's pretty easy to remember. Very easy to remember. Is that it for the news? Should we I do think, some? I think that's it for the news. Let's take Should we some answer some questions. reader questions. Reader we haven't questions. done reader questions in like a month, so uh, this will be very exciting for everyone. I'm going right now. I'm opening up the podcast questions folder. It's actually a label because I use Gmail. The first question comes from Jake. Jake says, "Hey, tested podcast. My computer currently has four gigabytes of RAM and four one gigabyte sticks." Could I upgrade to six gigabytes by just buying two gigabyte sticks and mixing the RAM sizes? Thanks, Jake. Yes. Jake, could, you could indeed do that. There's I, a I, right way and a wrong way to do that. Yes. You want to make sure that you use the RAM in dual channel mode. So look at your motherboard manual. You want to put matched pairs of memory in, in, the, pair, in the banks that line up with each other. So uh, you want to have the two one gigabyte sticks in, the, in one bank. And the two four gigabyte, uh, sorry, the two two gigabyte sticks in the other bank, and they usually are color coded if you have any type of modern motherboard. Although sometimes you got to be careful because like MSI color codes in a way that is counterintuitive. Now, now what happens if he buys uh, two gigs, two gig sticks that are clocked separately, clocked differently than his one gig sticks? Will that be okay? Uh, that's not a good idea. So what that will do is mean that every everything will run at the least common denominator, and if your least common denominator is really if one of the, for example, if one of the sets of sticks has really high latency and uh, is really highly overclockable, and the other stick set of sticks has really low latency and isn't particularly overclockable, then you can end up in a situation where you're running kind of this really shitty in between. So you might actually be better off just tr- tossing all four one gigabyte sticks and buying two four gigabyte sticks, although that's going to be crazy expensive. That and going to eight gigabytes. Concept. What's the real benefit of going from four to six gigs on dual channel? Though I don't think there's a whole lot of benefit. There's I mean, I, I the think the bigger benefit is if you had a new motherboard with six slots and you could do or three three slots. channel. Yeah, right. Three right. or, or so. Three if slots. you have a, a nine twenty board mm-hmm. uh, versus that's that's when you get the real benefit with six gigs. Though I will say that I run six gigs right now, and I have run into situations where my computer has run out of memory because I have Windows open and I'm running Not a Netflix. Board, is it? Uh, I'm using an X58 board. X58, yeah. yes. I'm yeah, like four chipsets behind. But I mean, you can run out of memory. Having more memory is will let you do more things. You'll be able to run Photoshop, which can take a gig of memory, um, and Firefox, which will take you know two gigs of memory if you're running <laughs> uh, Netflix HD. Um, and you can have a game minimized. You know, doesn't hurt. But again, you're not going to get the perform the. It's not going to make a huge performance boost. And the other thing is you have, you, to be, you have to be running 64-bit Windows. Yes. So if you're running a 32-bit version of Windows, whether it's 32-bit XP, 32-bit Vista, or 32-bit Win 7, you're not going to see any benefit at all going from 4 gigabytes to 6 gigabytes. Just, yes. It just doesn't if do anything. If you're on 32-bit Windows right now, you'll get, see a bigger improvement going just from 32-bit to 64-bit with your 4 gigs of RAM. The next question comes to us from Chris. He says, Hi, guys. My question is, does it piss you off as much as me to see everyone saying iPhone 4G rather than iPhone 4? I really don't think one can overreact to this enough since this brainless regurgitation creates such a false association. I mean, Google 4G. Okay, how many iPhone 4G articles were there? Exactly. Tons. I want to slap these people butt hard. Glad to hear your thoughts, Chris. Norm, does it fill you with rage? You go slap them butt hard, Chris. Yes. Butt hard. Slap them. Um, I, I also doc, um, get very peeved at people who call the iPhone 4G 
or iPhone 4 call it a 4G. Yes. Because it's not a 4G. I, I also don't like that Sprint calls the Evo 4G first. I think that's a pretty lame marketing thing. Uh, I also don't like that uh, Verizon owns or is is the licensee of Droid, and that you get confused by you know Droid and Droid Incredible and Droid X and Android and 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 Android. And I also didn't like that Zoom is called Zoom HD. You know what else I don't like? I don't like that people call iPod touches iTouches. Yeah, that's that's yeah. So that makes me want to smack somebody. Stop it. So people out there, if you want to get your butt slapped. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was the intent, actually. Um, but the point is, it, when somebody says something and it's wrong, instead of correcting them kindly or gently, just punch them in the face. That's what Norm would do. Ignore them. Tested.com does not endorse physical violence. Lots of passive-aggressive shunning. Right. Just refuse to answer until they say it correctly. Hi, Will and Norm. My name is Simon, and I live in Montreal, Canada. Ooh, a French-speaking Canadian. He loves, I love the site and the podcast. While my question is common right now, I would like your opinion since I often agree with most of them. That's a ringing endorsement of us, isn't it, Norm? Often agree with, with most. most. I'd like to know what type of phone I should go for, iPhone versus Android phone. My current contract is with TELUS, a Canadian character, carrier, and it's expiring. Uh, I'll be renewing a contract with them for a smartphone. TELUS will offer the iPhone 4 by the end of July and usually has newer Android phones a couple of months after they're released in the U.S. I'm a software developer with big interest in making mobile applications. Android is very attractive since I do not own nor do wish own Mac hardware and use the iOS SDK. While I own an iPod Touch and love the media capabilities, hardware, look, the apps, blah, 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 I can't help but feel trapped in the walled garden and Steve Jobs' recent statements on the direction of Apple keep disappointing me that Adobe CS5 rejection, App Store policies, the iPhone 4 antennas, etc. On the other hand... <gasps> I've never used an Android phone, not even a test run, but I know there are some issues and it's a harder level of entry. The latter doesn't really bother me since being a software programmer makes me very savvy on that matter. So as an inspired Windows slash web developer with a strong need for media and internet capabilities, should I go for the iPhone 4 or an Android phone? Go buy an Android phone. You answer the question yourself in your email. Buy an Android phone and then get the iPod Touch refresh if you want to develop for iPhone, if you want to experiment with iOS. Done. Done. Decision made for you. Close the door. Stick a port fork in it. Go buy the Android phone. Which iPhone phone? Which Android phone would you buy right now? I have Norm? no idea what is available on his carrier. Uh, if I had any option, I would go for the Evo 4G. Interesting. Okay, so Evo 4G, which probably isn't available anywhere but Sprint right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also like the uh, Nexus One. If you can get that, you have to I, I like the HTC Incredible more than the Nexus One. Norm likes the Incredible. I like the Nexus. It's the same basic hardware. It's just the difference between HTC TouchSense and slow OS updates versus no HTC TouchSense and instant updates. And also eight megapixel camera. Oh, and, yeah, and a better camera. RC writes, "Hey guys, I just watched the video in which you take apart an Xbox 360 controller. It got me wondering." Would there be a way to mod a 360 controller to work on the PlayStation 3? I really don't like the way my PS3 controller feels compared to my Xbox one. Just curious. Rice from West Yorkshire, England. Good question. I, I would love to be able to do that. I don't think we can. There's no way to mod it so it works with native internal hardware. Um, the bigger question is whether you'll be able to take the, the hardware of the PlayStation and put it in the shell of the Xbox. But I think in that case, you lose the feel of the Xbox anyway because the motors respond differently. They're different motors. 
for the feedback. For, for me, it's not even about the motors as much as the triggers. The triggers on the Xbox controller feel so much better than the triggers. Well, the, on the, the PS3. triggers on the PlayStation are, are kind of like cushiony and they depress well, way and too much. And they're co- they're concave instead of yeah, convex. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so not really triggers. There are more pedals. Um, that's why it feels more natural in GTA 4 with the PlayStation 3 to use the the trigger on the the uh, DualShock as a, to drive a car. Yes. Because you're, you're, the more you tap, it's like actually driving a car. Yes. Um, whereas on Xbox, it's better to shoot a gun with the 3.6 controller. Yes. Another question. Charles writes. He's in charge. He's from Montreal, too. This is the, the, the Quebec, Quebec question and answer session. Charles from Montreal writes, Hey, Will and Norm. I liked your article, or rant, about the iPhone you posted to me. It reminded me why I never considered buying a Mac for my computing needs. You also mentioned what kind of usage you were looking for in a smartphone. I understand that using it mostly as a web browser and media player, the iPhone usually comes out on top. Question. What smartphone would be better suited for someone using it mostly for making normal phone calls and normal texting? Normal texting. So not sexting. Is that what normal texting is? I suppose. Okay. Um, I I think you're probably better off just buying a feature phone for that stuff. Just go out and get an LG or something with a keyboard on it. Second, totally optional but somewhat related question: Why so much hate for BlackBerry phones? Uh, I mean, it's not so much hate as much as ambivalence. Uh, I mean, I I feel like it's a little bit weird that they continue to filter everybody's mail through their central servers, uh, and and I mean, the platform just hasn't gone anywhere. It hasn't moved forward in the last five six years. I mean, it's made small, small, small incremental improvements, but there's no kind of, I mean, it's not a competitive platform either from the app side, from web browsing, any of that other stuff. Not if BlackBerry has their way. They're trying. They're 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 trying trying. really hard. And we might see a BlackBerry tablet before the end of the year. That's true. I think our last question today comes to us from Sam. Sam in Adelaide, South Australia says, Hey guys, love the site and the podcast. Really informative and interesting stuff. Keep up the good work. Now, I was wondering, what's the best way to stream my ripped movies and music from my Mac to my Xbox 360? Is there anything free out there that will let me view my files painlessly? Thanks a bunch, Sam. Sam, there is. We've written a bunch of how-tos about this. Uh, there's a couple pieces of software. They're all pretty good. Uh, PS3 Media Server is, is Norm's favorite. I, I use it at home. It's a really great, easy-to-use Java-based piece of software, so it'll run on your Mac, run on PCs, whatever, Linux machines, whole nine yards. Uh, also out there, easier to set up and install, Twonky Server has an OS X version, I believe. I, I can't remember if it's up to date or not, but I believe that that's the case. It's it's a, not a free piece of software, but it's like $25 US, and it's uh, really solid. Much easier to set up and configure than PS3 Media Server. But, uh, PS3 Media Server is pretty good. Especially on Mac, it's dead simple. Uh, so, I mean, that's my advice. That was a short question, so we'll do one more bonus question. This question's from Rocky. I should never make fun of people's names. Given yeah. my history, it's not really appropriate yeah. ever, is it? Rocky asks, hey, Norman Will, I've got a question about iOS 4's multitasking feature and its effect on power consumption. If I have three or four apps showing up in the multitask bar, are they using more power than if I closed each app in between using another one? Also, if I'm really done running an app, is there any way to close it without having to go into the multitask bar and click the red circle? Maybe this is just me being OCD, and there is no real effect on power consumption. What do we think? Depends. It depends on the app. Depends on the app and which API it uses. Not talking um, 
Pandora, if you're running that in the background, you're definitely going to drain a little more power, especially if it's streaming. Yes. Um, mostly everything else, no. It just saves state, saves it out to disk, and then boom, it's gone. It's yep. not really running in the background. Yep. It doesn't run, so pressing the red circles doesn't do anything except take it away from that little window. I actually really like the multitasking, not because of the state, state saves, but just because I can get access to my favorite apps without having to scroll uh, from the homepage. You know, I've started using the typing in the search thing to find my apps now. Because in the folders, I'm finding it's virtually impossible to find anything inside folders. I only use like four or five apps most yeah. of the time. There you go. Okay, so uh, that does it for questions this week. If you have a question, you can email us at podcast at tested.com. Or, uh, well, that's probably the only way to do it right now. Uh, just, uh, you know, write your question. Give us an audio question, something like that. We'll, we'll put it in the show. We love to hear from you guys. Uh, so for Tested, I'm Will Smith. I'm Norman Chan. Thanks for listening. We will see you guys next week. If you like the show, leave a comment. Review us on Facebook, Twitter. You know, we'll probably be back friends. next week with a live show. Yes, most certainly be back next week with a live show. Uh, shooting for Wednesday afternoon. So keep your Pacific time Wednesday afternoon free, and we, we, we will see you guys next week. Now we're going to go ride some BART. I'm, I'm going to sit here and hide in the office and play TF2. I forgot what we were talking about. I think we were talking about technology. Even Warren Ellis got serious about this. Loading video. Please don't be flash. Please don't be. Yes, HTML5.